our last message this month on developing a grateful heart. Uh, man, I've really enjoyed this. I, I honestly believe that an attitude of gratitude is something that is lacking in the nation, but it doesn't have to continue to lack if an attitude of gratitude remains in you. If a grateful heart is developed in you day to day. I, I can't encourage you enough to hear and listen to these messages over and over again, these, these four messages, um, and, and remind yourself and stir you up in remembrance every day of how vital it is to be grateful for, for God in the midst of everything. Not grateful and thankful for everything that happens, because there's a lot of things that happen that, that I'm not necessarily grateful for, but I don't have to allow things that I'm not grateful for to cause me to have an ungrateful attitude. I can be thankful in the midst of anything that goes on because of how great God is. Can you say amen? That's what we've been talking about, and I'm telling you, I'm, I'm telling you what, what I'm going to share with you today, what I'm going to give you today to carry on day by day is something that you have to take serious because it won't things won't just change because you have some thoughts and idea of what this is like you can say yeah yeah that, that that's a good message but you just let it go and you do nothing with it it won't change in your life and actually thankfulness is a weapon that destroys the enemy at every turn in other words, the enemy cannot get an upper hand in your life if you're constantly, you're, if you personally are constantly in a grateful attitude, in, in a grateful mode, and, and having that attitude of, of gratitude all the time. I said all the time. In, in, in the midst of every situation that you and I face. You can do it because the Word says we can. Amen? The, the Bible says, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. So that means you have the capability of not being anxious, worried, or fretful, or upset, or under stress and pressure and anxiety that's getting the best of you in every situation. You have the ability to be free of that. To be thankful, to be, to be gracious, to be giving, to think of what giving is because we have the perfect example, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who is the ultimate giver and He is our example that we follow after. In other words, He's the mark. You know, there, how many have ever heard of Mother Teresa? Mother Teresa had a bad day somewhere and probably cussed. I mean, people think that she didn't or that everything was perfect in her life, but she's no different than you and I. She made some major choices to be good and do good and treat people right. You understand? But she had some bad days where things got the best of her because she's no different than you and I. But Jesus is the perfect one. He's the mark. You know, people, you can emulate and, and, and have people like Mother Teresa or whoever be examples in our life. Thank God for them. Everybody say, thank God for Mother Teresa. I don't want anybody to leave here thinking I don't like Mother Teresa. She did great things. I'm, my point is, Jesus is the mark. Amen? And I can always look to him and think to myself, what would Jesus do in this situation? He wouldn't allow 
the situation to get the best of him. He never did. Everything he ever faced, and he faced everything that you'll ever face and even more. And he never, he never didn't have a grateful heart. He always had gratitude. And developed that in 30 years of being a human being on this earth like you and I. Or he wouldn't have been the perfect example. So he had the, he had the opportunity to miss it, but he never did. So he's our example. So now, will you miss it at different, in different things in life? Yes. But I'm not using that as an excuse to miss it. Yeah, we'll miss it, but I don't have to. We will, but we don't have to. But thank God when we do, we have the one, the propitiation for our sins, the one that stood in for us and has delivered us and forgiven us. Amen? So now we have the power to forgive, and we don't have to be offended by what other people do to us. That's what I'm sharing with you today. So, quickly, I'm going to go through our foundational scriptures, 1 Corinthians 15, 57. 1 Corinthians 15 and 57. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thankfulness produces victory every single time. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14. Now thanks be to God who always leads us. How, How often? Always. But how? Through thanksgiving. Through thanksgiving... We're always led to what? Watch this. Gosh, I love this verse of Scripture. He leads us in triumph. My triumph and whether I overcome in every situation is determined on my attitude. If I develop day by day in the midst of unfavorable situations, I develop an attitude of gratitude, then I triumph in everything. Nobody can offer you that. (laughs) but him triumph in everything and through us through us through me being thankful and triumphing it diffuses a fragrance of his knowledge in every place that hey if that guy's triumphing i can triumph if that guy's overcoming i can overcome if that guy has a good attitude i can have a good attitude if that guy can be thankful i can be thankful Everybody say us. That's not the pastor or this person or those other people. That's me. Say it's you. Say me. Say he's talking to me. So your thankfulness creates triumph that diffuses a fragrance to people that when they see you, they believe they can do it too. But listen, the same thing works on the opposite. You moan and groan and complain. Other people may not say to themselves, well, if he can moan and groan and complain, I can too. But they do. You may not think people do, but they do. Because people emulate people around them. And I don't know about you, I want to be a sweet-smelling fragrance, not a bad body odor. Amen? 1 Thessalonians 5. 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 16. Everybody say rejoice. Rejoice always. 
Pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So we've talked about this in the previous weeks, but it's God's will for you to give thanks. It's His will for your life to, to, have, to live a life of thankfulness. So if it is His will for you to live that life, then you have the capability of being thankful every minute of every day in every situation. Will you struggle with that? Absolutely. Do you have to? Absolutely not. Now see, when you talk like that, sometimes that doesn't make sense. You know, okay, I, I can do it, but I, don't, but I won't, but I don't have to, but I won't, but I don't have to. I, 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 can, I can be thankful, but I'm going to miss it somewhere, but I don't have to miss it anywhere. See, that, what that does is it, it rids us of the excuse that if I'm going to miss it, I might as well just get mad and cuss and kick him. Right? No. I don't have to do that. And the more you have that attitude, the less that you give in to difficult times or situations when you could be unthankful, but you choose not to be. And that's what I'm going to share with you today. Amen? Um, I quoted this verse earlier, Philippians 4, and look at verse 6. Um, Philippians 4 and 6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Verse 7, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. When, when we talked about this last week, I'm not going to stay on it, but just I want to remind you of it, that when you're thankful, peace becomes a part of your life. You're able to draw from the peace of God. Remember where Jesus said, I think in uh, uh, John 14, he said, my peace I leave with you. Not the peace like the world gives, but an unconditional peace that is there for you to draw from. When you develop a heart of thanksgiving, then peace becomes this thing that is always there. Some situation happens, someone passes, someone, whatever, the peace of God is there. I don't have to get into the emotion of all the things that go on. You will because we're emotional. We have emotions. You have to work through emotions. But we don't have to let our emotions get the best of us. And the peace of God is there in every situation if you'll begin to thank God for His greatness. Lord, I don't understand this situation. This is a difficult thing, but I thank you for your greatness, and I thank you that your peace, the peace that was on Jesus for me, I draw from it now, and I thank you for it. What happens when you do things like that? I'm telling you, there's amazing things that happen. Some people don't know because they've never done that. Some people believe that their God-given responsibility on the planet was to worry. And the Bible says, so you can't get, you don't have scripture on that, but the Bible says be anxious or worried about nothing. See, so we have to learn how to do that. We have to learn to develop that. It's very difficult in some ways, but it becomes really easy when you get in the flow of it. You know, when you're in the flow of just talking bad about everybody, okay, it's easy to do. But over time, when you, get, when you allow yourself to be convicted by go, those kind of things, it's not easy to talk bad about people. You say something, and man, I mean, it's like you, it's like you, you, can't, you can't do anything else till you get rid of what you did. That's called conviction. And it's a good thing. It'll liberate you and free you. 
Amen? So that your life is not dispelling this nasty aroma of ungratefulness and unthankfulness that is getting off on other people. It's this aroma of conviction. You know, you may have said something, you may have agreed with someone else that said something, and, and all, all of a sudden you're convicted by that, and people don't understand conviction. Most people don't understand it. So how are they going to ever know what it's like if, if you don't allow yourself to be convicted and repent? People think repentance is an ugly word. Some people... I meet people all the time. Well, you know, if I repent, that means I did something wrong. Duh. Yeah. So admit it, repent, and walk free, and walk thankful. It's like, whew, I said this to you last week, and don't forget this. When you become thankful, you become more effective and more creative. When you become thankful, your mind gets free of competition and anxiety and stress, and you become more creative and more productive. Write that down somewhere. I'm telling you, that's prophetic for a lot of you today. You want to be more creative and more productive, become thankful, and it releases something in the earth and in your life and in and, and the people around you that not only is that thankfulness for you, but it's for the people that you're associated with. Because I'm telling you, it'll change them. The Bible's real clear. Amen? So, the challenge that I gave you last week, I'm finishing today. And what we started with in this challenge was being thankful for, the, for your next breath, being thankful for your health, being thankful for your family, being thankful for you know, people that are closest to you, be, being, being thankful for this great country that we live in, being thankful for the next president we have coming, whether you like him or not, being thankful for you know, just any and everything that you can think of that, that is the first challenge. And, and I, I, what my encouragement to you is, what I've been doing every day, is going through a list of those kind of things when I first wake up. When I first, my eyes open up, I, be, I, I let these words come out of my mouth. I mean, one of the things that I say every day that I've said for years and years is, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And it's an awesome day and great things are happening. But Lord, I thank you for... The, the fact that I'm alive, I thank you for my wife, I thank you for my family, I thank you for my church family. Lord, I, I, I thank you for this great nation where we have the liberty and the freedom to worship you and to praise you. I'm thankful for this and that. I just have a whole list of things that I just start the day out with being thankful. I'm telling you, when I started doing that, it began to change who I am today. And I'm a different person today because of thankfulness. Because of thankfulness. I mean, I just have made up my mind, I'm not saying an ugly thing about anybody. And over the last few days, I had to repent five times. Out of my mouth before I thought about it. It wasn't like bad, bad, but just, you know, like... Not liking the TCU quarterback. I went to the Texas game and they got whooped. 
And uh, guy sitting next to me, using some words I won't use, you know. And there's a really nice older couple, and probably their two daughters sitting right in front of us from TCU, and all their purple. And uh, this guy, I mean, every other word out of his mouth was about horrible things about TCU, you know. <laughs> and then, and then the guy turns around to me and he goes, "Right." And I go, yeah! And I go, what, what, what? what? Ah, God. You know? And finally, I just quit looking at the guy, you know? I just agreed with him about all the things he just said, those TCU people. I'm telling you, it's so easy to let that kind of stuff overtake you. Yeah, but come on, Pastor, that's sports. Well, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I can still be wild and... My throat's a little raspy from the game. I can still be whatever. I don't have to have an attitude. I can still be grateful. Amen? I had to work really hard at it, you know, but I can still be grateful. Amen? So, um, so I mentioned to you two things, and then I, I want to just expound on, on the, the four the four categories of whole. All right, so if you weren't here, this is, what, this is what we talked about. Two things. Number one, being thankful in everything in a singular way. Number two, being thankful for everything as a whole. And I gave you four categories. So being thankful in a singular way for every single thing that is a part of a whole thing. So, I want to start, number one, with your family as a whole. Your family, whatever, that, whatever your family looks like. And to me, family isn't just family in close proximity, the people that live with you or whatever, but family is family. And I've learned this. I'm not talking to you based on some book I read, I'm talking to you about the last 15 years of my life and having to be delivered of attitude toward family that I had that was deep-rooted, deep-seated, came from years and came from, from the past and from my parents divorcing and there being separation and not really liking family and upset about things that I didn't, emotionally didn't even understand until situations would arise or somebody would say something or do something and, and then it would, it would set something off in me. And over 15 years ago, God arrested my spirit at a, at a, at a wedding of, of one of my family members and He said, if this doesn't change, nothing's going to change with you. If this attitude doesn't change, nothing is going to change. You know why? Because everywhere I'd go when it came to family, there was a fragrance that was not sweet-smelling that would get off on me onto them. And they'd smell it. You know, people don't invite you to family reunions when you don't smell good. They don't want anything to do with you when you have attitude. And that day it changed. Was it easy? Absolutely not. Was it all changed in two weeks? No, it's been changing for 15 years. 15-plus years it's been changing and then something has gone deep-seated on the inside of me that, you know what? I am grateful and thankful for everybody and every situation. And what I'm going to do is think less, think less about situations 
and be thankful more. Do you know the word think and thank? <laughs> that sounds funny. Think and thank. They're, they're, the, the, those words originate, uh, they're Italian words. And they come from the exact same root word, think and thank. And what God spoke to me is, if you think more on how good God is, you'll be thankful for what God's done. Wow. I just knocked my socks off. When you think more about how great God is and what He's done, you thank more. But when you think about what uncle so-and-so or this one or your mother, parent, child, that, and you're meditating on what they've done, you're not thankful. God created us to be thankful. Can you say amen? So family, first of all. Second category was job or business or whatever you have, wherever you spend certain periods of time like that. And I, I want to read this passage of Scripture to you. I didn't read this last week. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 18. <clears throat> it says, servants, or you can, you, you can, w- without changing it, you actually can put in employees or what, whatever. And, and everybody is a servant in one situation or another. So you can take this in any place that you're a servant. Everybody was created to serve. Well, you know, Pastor, I'm, I'm the boss and I don't serve anybody. Well, then something's hugely wrong in your life because the greatest leaders are the greatest servants. That's what the Bible says. You can see, you've got to base everything on the Bible instead of what you think is right. Can you say amen? Servants, be submissive to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the harsh. For this is commendable if because of conscience toward God one endures grief, suffering wrongfully wrongfully for what credit is it Uh, i'm going to read verse 20 in the amplified i'll wait for them to change that verse 20 in the amplified watch this after all what kind of glory is there in it if when you do wrong and you're punished for it you take it patiently there's nothing there's no there's nothing involved in that but if you bear patiently with suffering which results when you do right And that is undeserved, it is acceptable and pleasing to God. So in other words, you don't go to God when you've done right and someone's done you wrong and you thank God that you've been treated wrong. No, you thank God for how great He is. Listen to me. The world will never change if we don't get this stuff. If we don't get this stuff right here, the world will never change. Why? Because we'll stay in the mode of blaming others for everything that's wrong in life. Well, if he would just change, if she would just change, if this would, if they didn't do that. You know, this is the fifth job I've worked, and every place I go, they treat me the same way. The only, same, the only thing that's the same at all five jobs is you. Stay where you're at, start being thankful, and see what happens. Gosh, I could tell you a dozen stories about that. But anyway, verse 21. For to this you were what? 
Uh, go back. To, yeah, go to that. Yeah, thank you. For to this you were what? What else were you called to? Giving thanks and everything. Right? For to this you were called to endure patiently somebody that does you wrong. And see, we, see in, in our natural mind, we think, well, you know, that's just people running over us and taking advantage. No, 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 no. That puts you in the driver's seat. Listen to me. I have as much right. Uh, and, and listen, <laughs> how many remember my story of when my kids were little and we were buying a bike at Walmart at midnight? How many, raise your hand if you remember the story. Okay, I won't tell it. So, <clears throat> so my attitude toward the person there, I, not only was with my, my, my kids, but my mother was there, who I'd been ministering to. <laughs> and, you know, this lady wouldn't let me take the bike down off the rack just to see if it would fit. No, the tires can't touch the ground. I'm thinking, man, I just saw a dozen kids riding bikes through here the other day. <laughs> and, and, and so... She wouldn't let me, and so I just started to take the bike down. Uh, sir, she gets on her little thing and starts calling security. I'm thinking. Whew. You see, those kind of things happen all the time. But not only did I have to control myself, I had to repent to my children and my mother for my attitude. You see? Because those things rise up. But when they rise up, we have the one that liberated us. You know what? I haven't done that since in stores because I learned from I don't like to have to repent and go clean my mess up. I want to do right first. That's what empowers us. So when you're thankful to God and you endure patiently wrong suffering, something's going on. Something is working for good not only in you but the people around you because most people... Most people, they wear it on their sleeve and they're ready for you to react. So they treat you wrong because that's what they do. You ever had someone say, hey, you know, you're coming to work here, but watch out for him. Man, watch out for him. I mean, everybody else is cool, but that guy, those are the guys I want. Bring them on. I can't tell you how many people I've worked for or in situations like that that I've won them over and not only won them over, seen them born again and their whole attitude in their business change. I got to tell the one. I got to tell the one story. Everybody can handle one story? You've, most of you, if you've been around here very long, you've heard this 15 times, but I'm going to tell it one more time. This is a great story. So I had, a, I had my own business, automotive detail business, where I went to, I had a van, I went to deal, car dealerships, about 16 of them in the valley, and I would do all kinds of works on them, stripe and, and molding, I'd, stripes and moldings and, and running boards and luggage racks and, you know, Trans Am Eagles, and I mean, in the days of Trans Am Eagles and all those kind of things, and I, and I, I loved the business, I made tons of money at it, I was really successful at it, and I started a number of different ministries in car dealerships to the people that work there because the owners would get saved and, and, and so we'd start Bible studies in the car dealerships. Well, this one car dealership, the owner's mother paid the bills. So I did my work and when I bought the business from another guy, he said, now, when you go to that car dealership, watch out for so-and-so. 
She won't pay you for like a week. You'll leave your receipt and she won't, and she'll act like she missed it or whatever. And she gets mad because she didn't even like the work that we do on cars. And we save those dealerships tons of money by doing what we did. And he said, and she doesn't like it, and she's really ugly. She'll be really rude and ugly to you. You'll walk in there, and, and, uh, and I said, okay. So first day, first week, I took the business over, and I'm, I'm there, and I bring my receipt. What happened? Sure enough, ugly. Huh? What? You're new? Well, I'm going to talk to them. We're not doing this anymore. This is ridiculous. I mean, she just went off. She's about, at the time, was about, close to 70 years old and I mean she went off on me about me bringing here this receipt and having her take the time to have to write out another check over get this story every day I would go in there and I would tell her I'm not going to mention the name of the dealership because it's a real popular dealership and I'd tell her Miss So-and-so I just you know I just want you to know how thankful I am you know, for this dealership and for the money that you all pay me. And I know you don't have to do this. I realize. And, and I, I would tell her this week after week. I'd take my receipt. And you know what? Just whenever you get time. And it probably took six months or so. But one day I walked in there. And I, I would wait a week before I'd even come and check for my check. And one day I walked in there just to, it, it was the next day or something like that. And I walked in there to talk to the owner or to the owner's son. And I noticed my check was on her desk. It was the next day. And uh, I said to, to the owner's son, I said, hey, look, my check's there. He goes, well, didn't she usually pay? I said, but she didn't usually pay me for at least another week. So I got my check. And the next day I came by, she had already left. And the next day I came by. I said, Miss So-and-so, I just want you to know, I saw my check there. And I, I'm, I know that was a lot for you or whatever. And I said, I just wanted you to know how grateful I am that you wrote my check out. From that moment, not only did I get paid early, all these other people, their whole attitudes changed. They'd come to me and say, have you noticed so-and-so, the way she's acting? She, I mean, she's like nice. See, the, fr <laughs> see the, the fragrance of thankfulness and kindness gets off on other people and it changes them. It changed the whole dealership. By the time I left there and moved to Kerrville, that dealership, from the owner, from the owner, every time a car was sold, they gave a Bible away. How many, raise your hand if you've ever heard that happen at a car dealership. They gave Bibles away, and they did it for years after we left because we started a Bible study in there. And, and the owner's son, who I led to the Lord, demanded that all the employees come on Thursday evening before they left to go home for 30 minutes and hear the word. And I mean, they started out, and they were hot, mad and angry that I had to deliver a message to these guys. I mean, who's this guy? And I worked in shorts and a T-shirt. And he's going to deliver a word. And I'm telling you, man, I had him eaten out of my hand after a certain period of time. Why? Because of kindness and thankfulness and an attitude of gratitude that changed that. I left the valley. I led that lady to the Lord before I left. She was in her, late, in her early 70s. I left the valley. And about two years after I left, I get a report that she was sitting at a stoplight and a car, she'd, she'd moved out from the stoplight, and a car came, ran the stoplight and hit it, hit her car and killed her. But she was born again.
And I'm telling you, that took a lot of work. A lot of work. And to this day, my connection with the people there is, is there, there's, there's no end to the connections that I've had with the people there because of the word and because of the thankfulness that changed the whole complexity of the dealership through that one woman being thankful to her treating her a certain way and winning her over you know what i could have said first day she acted like that i could have had the same attitude and we could have gone here we go and may and maybe they wouldn't have even used me because i can i, I mean she was ugly but i could have been ugly too i had some of that ugly stuff in my past and it, it could crop up at different times see we can be that way or we can be thankful can you say amen now watch this. This, this is what thankfulness produces. Verse 22, since you've, you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit, through being thankful, in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Where am I? I'm on the wrong page. That was great. That was great. But <clears throat> verse 23. <laughs> Actually, I need to remind myself to go back and read that again. That's really good. <clears throat> anyway, 1 Peter uh, 2 and 23. Who, when he was reviled, this is Jesus, when he was reviled, when he was, um, what's another word, insulted, when all the insults came against him, he did not do it in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten. Could have called the angels, legions of angels down to destroy all of them. He, did, he, didn't, he didn't threaten them. But committed himself to him who judges righteously. God, I thank you. Lord, I don't want to do this, but if there's, if there's any other way, let this cup pass from me. But not my will, but yours be done. Lord, I thank you for who you are and who I am in you. He did not when he was insulted, he didn't return the favor. Now watch what happened. Who himself, because of that attitude in him, he was able to bear all of our sins on his body on the tree that we, having died to sins, might live to righteousness. By whose stripes you and I are healed. I'm going to tell you this. When you develop thankfulness, healing manifests. When you develop an attitude of gratitude, healing becomes a part of your life. Physically, mentally, emotionally, and in every way. Don't forget that. Number three, <clears throat> number three, the church. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 13. Number three category of the whole is the church. Being thankful on the job for every single person, having that thankful attitude in, in every situ situation that you face, in your family, with every singular person but as a whole thankful for the family when you can be thankful for the with the difficult ones in the family and on the job then the whole you'll be thankful for all the time amen it's the one that you know everything's good here except that one go after that one go after that one yeah but you know i love my family except for so-and-so work on that like I worked on the lady at the, at the car dealership, you work on them. Like I've worked on all my family members that had attitudes toward me because of me. As I begin to work on them, relationships are drawn together. And they're not perfect. They're, they're, I mean, who, who, where are you going to ever have a perfect situation? You'll never have, if you're waiting for perfect, man, you're going to wait till hell freezes over, and it's not. 
No perfect situation. Can you say amen? Okay. Um, Galatians 5 and verse 13. I'm going to read this in the Amplified. Galatians 5, 13 in the Amplified. For you, brethren, were indeed called to freedom, only do not let your freedom be an... Be, uh, an incentive to your flesh and an opportunity or excuse for selfishness, but through love you should serve one another. For the whole law concerning human relationships is compiled with in the one precept, you shall love your neighbor as you do yourself. Verse 15. But if you bite and devour one another in partisan strife, this is the fellowship, be careful that you and your whole fellowship are not consumed by one another. See, when you become thankful for the one, maybe somebody that irritates you or aggravates you or whatever, somebody that, you know, you don't really know, but, you know, you see on Sunday mornings or whatever, and you just walk by or you shake in their hands, but you don't, you don't like some, you don't like the way they wear their hair, you know, and so because of that, you, you've ignored them or whatever. Go after one. Go after one person, one person, and develop that. You don't have to become best friends. Just be nice. huh? Be thankful for them. Develop thankful attitude and, and attitude of gratitude toward them and, and their lives and see what changes. Because when you do that, you'll be healed. When you have that, you'll be healed. Because Jesus had that, he could endure the cross for all of us and anybody that's ever lived or ever will live. Because it was not his will, but God's will. God's will is for you and I not to be in partisan strife with one another, but to love one another and serve one another. Amen? And number four has to do with your and my destiny. Luke chapter 6. Your destiny is tied to this passage, passage of Scripture. Uh, without exaggeration, I, I don't have to know what your destiny is. I promise you, your destiny in life is tied to these four verses of Scripture. Wow. I think I'd pay attention then. Your destiny is tied to these four verses, starting with verse 35. But love your enemies, do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you'll be sons of the Most High. For He is kind... He is kind, he is kind, he is kind. He didn't say you are, he said he is. He is kind to who? The unthankful. So how are unthankful people going to be thankful? When they see his thankfulness, where? Through you. Well, but, but God's kind to me. You know, I, I just choose to be one of those unthankful ones. That's just stupid. No. Unthankful are the babies. Unthankful are the ones that have no entrance of God's word and revelation in their life. God is kind to the unthankful. So when you're thankful, you're being kind to people that are unthankful, so they become what? Thankful. You see, you see, you see the, the, the position that you and I have, what we're called to? This is what you're called to. 
And this calling becoming real to you will cause the rest of the things you think you're called to do to evolve and happen. Because from the foundation of thankfulness, you'll become more productive and more creative and have more of an ability to hear from God instead of just thinking about yourself. You don't really need to hear God about yourself. When you hear God for others, the hearing for yourself will happen. It'll just go, it'll, it'll just be there. When you learn to lay your life down for others, there's no end to what will happen in you. Because the greatest leaders are the greatest servants. And that's what we're talking about right here. But love your enemies and do good. Lend hoping nothing in return because he said he's kind to the unthankful. Therefore, be merciful as your Father is also merciful. Judge not and you'll not be judged. Condemn not and you'll not be condemned. Forgive and you'll be forgiven. Give and it shall be given unto you. You see see the nature that has to be developed here? And all of these things that he's talking about right here come out of being thankful for the greatness of God in the midst of what you face. There's not a person here today that doesn't have something on your mind that you either are going to choose to worry about and be fretful over or to thank God for his greatness in the midst of. And today is the day, the challenge that I'm giving you is every day of your life starting thanking God for a whole list of things that you're grateful for. If you've ever been, if you've ever had sickness attack your body or attach itself to your body, how many like sickness? Nobody? Me either. I hate it. Amen? Thankful heart produces wellness. Being thankful today when you're well for being well. (laughs) That develops an attitude of gratitude no matter what goes on. And then if something attacks your body or when it does, that thankfulness and gratefulness empowers you to overcome. Thanks be unto God who always causes me to triumph in Christ. Not some of the time, every single time. But I have to have this attitude of gratitude developed and it's got to be something that I'm working every day. My challenge to you is to start out every day with, and, and start building a, a list. Either you write it down or you have in your mind that you can start the day out and be thankful and let thankfulness just begin to ring through your ears. You've got to hear yourself saying and declaring the things that you're thankful for. You can't just think them. No, your mind will just get overcome. You can't just think them. You've got to say them. God, I thank you for my life. Thank you for my wife. I thank you, Father, for my children. I thank you, Father, for the future. I thank you for all that you've done for us, all you're doing for us, and all you will do for us. Lord, I just thank you for health and healing and wholeness, for blessing and prosperity. I thank you. You're blessing everything that I set my hand to so that I'm blessed, so I can be a blessing in everything that I, being able to give into every good work and do all that you created me to do. Start the day. Lord, I thank you for Aunt so-and-so and Uncle this and this person. I thank you for my mother-in-law. I thank you for my father. I thank you for this person and that. I thank you, Lord, for all my siblings. So grateful, you know, for that sibling that just ticks me off. I thank you. But you know what? God knows he does or she does. So just say it. 
Lord, I thank you that, that irritate me, but I thank you for them. I thank you that you're doing great things in them, and I thank you you're getting my eyes off of the things that irritate me and over onto the good things in their life. You know how many good things are in everybody's life? A bunch. A bunch. Good. There's so many good things in people's lives, I can't even tell you. But you've got to look for them because the enemy will remind you of what they've done to you, and that's where this weapon of thankfulness will shut that mess down. In Jesus' name. Can you say amen? amen? Glory to God. So, here's what I want you to do as we end today. <clears throat> Just put your hand over your heart. I'll just tell you that you don't have to put your hand over your heart if you don't want to. If you don't want to do this, you don't have to do it. And I'm not looking to see if you have your hand on your heart. Okay? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. I'm sharing with you what's worked for me. And I'm telling you, this simple confession, I actually wrote it down just because it's what I've said and how it works for me. And this confession that I've made at different times in my life, I've made when where I thought I'd overcome, I didn't overcome. And I found myself slipping back into the same thing and I've repeated this again. But you don't have to repeat this every day. You repeat this today. I'm gonna say it, I want you to think about it, and then I'm gonna lead you in it. But we're gonna repent for being ungrateful and ask God to give us a grateful heart going to repent for being ungrateful and ask God to give us a grateful heart. I, you know, when I started this years ago, I really feel like even my natural eyes could see clear. Because inside of me, I could see clear. Because I didn't realize how bound up I was to certain things. And today, just close your eyes if you're repeating this with me and just say this after me. Lord Jesus, I repent today for an ungrateful heart. And I ask you by faith to give me every day more and more a heart of gratitude. I love you, I bless you, and I thank you today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Remember this, old things are passed away, and everything is brand new today. God even causes your mistakes to prosper. I'm going to say it again. God even causes your mistakes to prosper. It's a powerful confession you should declare over yourself every day. Lord, I thank you that you've even caused my mistakes to prosper. And the more thankful that you get, the more you see things turning in your life like you've never seen before. 